the morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Remember, your God loves you. He has great plans for your life. He daily loads you up with benefits. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns your life with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies your years in your mouth with good. He causes your youth to renew like the eagles. He has great plans for your life, plans to prosper you, plans to give you an expected end or end that you would hope for. So put your faith in him. Stay focused on him. Follow him and his plan and his path for your life. So once again, welcome to Faith in the Morning. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. But before we get into the Word, let's pray. Father, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you that you love us. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your compassion. We thank you for your strength. We thank you that your mercies are new to us every single morning. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We pray that you grant us insight and direction for our day and grant us insight as we get into your word this morning so we can live the life you called us to live, the lifestyle of faith. We pray according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 for those in authority. We pray for the president and the vice president, their cabinet, the Supreme Court, the Congress, our governors, our mayors, our elected and appointed officials. And this nation, every nation watching, represented, we lift them up to you, Father, and we ask that you grant them wisdom and understanding, that you lead them and guide them the way that they should go. We pray that they won't be so party conscious, caught up on the left or the right, but we pray they do what's best for this nation, above all things, put you first. Surround them with godly counsel, men and women full of faith, and the Holy Ghost who are advising them, thus saith the Lord. Remove from that counsel wicked and unreasonable individuals who seek to pervert the right ways of the Lord. Send laborers across their path to minister the word to them the way they can receive it. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. We ask that you protect them and deliver them from all hurt, harm, and danger, that you pour out your spirit upon them, upon our churches, and upon our nation. We ask for a great revival and a great awakening in our land. We receive these things and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and amen, and amen. Now, one of the things we've been talking about for the last week here on Faith in the Morning is how to be stable during unstable times. How to be stable during unstable times. And we've looked at a number of different scriptures and different ways to be stable because sometimes we forget how important it is that we can be consistent, that our stability does not have to depend on the circumstances around us or the situations around us. You know, the world is usually stable depending on what it knows or what it experiences or what's going on in the world. But as believers, as representatives of the kingdom of heaven, we have another source of stability. And if we actually access that stability and live like it, we can be stable even during unstable times. And our stability becomes a witnessing tool where other people, as we talked about yesterday, see the peace that we have, the stability that we have. So how can you be so sure? How can you be so confident? How can you be so at peace? How can you be so stable during this time? Did you see the news? Did you see the results? Did you see what's going on here? Did you hear what they said? How can you be at, how can you experience so much peace? And you tell them about Jesus. Peace and stability are witnessing to Yes, it's going to be a blessing to you. Oh, it's going to be a blessing to your family. But it'll be a blessing to all those who come in contact with you because they sense the peace of heaven, the stability of God in your life. You know, one of the things we looked at last Wednesday, you know, I'm continuing this series on midweek this week. So tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. we'll be going, continuing in that the same direction because we really need to be stable. We really need to root and ground ourselves in the truth so that when things happen, we're not pushed over. You know, we looked at it last Wednesday, the parable of Jesus used about the man who built his house on the rock and the man who built his house on the sand. 
both built houses. One shows a poor foundation. The other one, the wise man, Jesus said, the one he compares to who comes to hear him, does what he says. So notice, he comes to Jesus, he hears what Jesus says, and then he does what Jesus says. He said, that man is like a person, didn't just build his house on a rock. He dug down deep, then put that foundation on that rock, and then built his house. The other person just built his house on the sand. There's no digging deep. There's no good foundation, but they're both building houses. And this person is the one who did come to Jesus, who did hear what Jesus had to say, but he didn't do what Jesus said. Both are people who heard the word. But one person actually applied the word. You know, that's what it talks about in the book of James. Don't just to be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word so that you can be blessed in your doing. And so what happened? They built their houses. Of course, you know, our houses represent our lives and the things we build in our life. And the storm came. I want to let you know that the storm comes to everybody. You know, sometimes people, faith people get upset that a storm showed up in their life or a problem showed up in their life or a situation or something that popped off in their life. And they well, I've been living for God. I've been doing everything right. Why does the storm come? You know, storms come to everybody. That's part of life on this planet. But the thing is, as believers, when a storm shows up, we should know the end of the story before the storm even starts. We know we're on the winning side. We know that God always gives us the victory. We know that we have a covenant keeping God. We have a relationship with God that no matter what happens, we win. And so the storm comes and it beats upon both houses. But the house that was built on the sand collapses. And, you know, the scriptures, great was the crash thereof. Great was the destruction thereof. But the one that was built on the rock, the one that dug down deep, built on the rock, it said it did not even shake it. It couldn't agitate it. It couldn't shake it. You know, what I told you yesterday, Jesus said, don't let your heart be agitated. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be shaken. Don't you lose your equanimity. Keep your mental calmness. The storm could not shake the house. Just because storms come upon this earth, and one of the things we witnessed over the last year and a half, a global storm because of all the things that went with the pandemic and everything associated. Just because you go through the storm doesn't mean your house has to be shaken. Yeah, the wind may blow. Yeah, the rain may hit your house. Yeah, there may be some hail. There may be some loud noises. There may be some flashes of lightning and thunders that, you know, grab your attention. But it doesn't mean your house, your life is shaken. And that house stood the test of time. Now, one of the things I want to encourage you, build your house right. And when you notice a crack in your foundation or a crack in your belief, go and fix that crack. So when the next storm comes, you're not shaking. So the foundation is us coming to Jesus, hearing what he has to say and doing what he says. Our foundation is Jesus. It's our relationship with him. It's spending time in this word. It's being consistent. It's not one time I came to Jesus, I heard what he said, and then I did what he said. I did it once. No, this is a lifestyle. This is continuing. We continually do this. We keep our foundation strong. Paul uses an example in Corinthians, talks about, be careful how you build on the foundation. He's using an example about churches, about how he laid the foundation of the church in Corinth and others came and built upon it. He was saying, be careful what you use to build upon the foundation. Because if you don't use the right things, if you use wood, hay, and stubble instead of the right tools, what happens when the fire comes? Everything that's wood, hay, and stubble burns away, and all that's left is the foundation. So many times in our life, we start off with the right foundation, but then we build on that foundation 
with things that we're not supposed to be in our lives with. And when storms come, when tests and trials come, those things just evaporate and disappear. And all we have left is the foundation. Now, that's good that we have the foundation. But we need to make sure that as we build our lives, we're coming back to the continual principle of what, where we got our foundation from. Coming to Jesus, hearing what he has to say, and then doing what he says. Every single step of the way as we build our lives. Because if we don't, all we'll have left is the foundation. And it's good to have a foundation. At least you have something to fall back on. But you don't always have to fall back to the foundation. You really can build a house that stands the test of time. You can build a life that stands the test of time. So that means you must you pick materials for your life, for your house, that line up with the foundation. And you can do that. You can build a house that stands the test of time. Say, go ahead and put this in the chat. Say, I can build my life to withstand any storm. Say, I can build my life to withstand any storm. You know, Peter even talks about in his writings how if you add to your faith these things, you'll never fall. You can actually reach a place in your life that if you're doing these things consistently, you won't fall. You think, well, that's impossible. Anyone can fall. But if you're doing these things, you won't fall. You can really get to that point. But you have to be consistent and add to these things. And this takes time. That the enemy won't be able to trap you up. I'm not saying you won't make mistakes. I don't say you won't repent of something here and there. But you won't fall. And that's where we're going. We don't want our houses to fall. We don't want our lives to collapse. And too many times when believers experience something, they just collapse under the weight of the pressure of the storm. They don't resist the enemy. They give in to his pressure. And one of the things I've shared a few Sundays, you know, this year and last year, one of the things this last year, year and a half has revealed is where our faith has been. Because sometimes our faith actually hasn't been in God, it's been in our routine. It's been in our certainty. It's been in what we knew and what we experienced and what life should be like. And we say, well, because I'm doing these things, my life is going to go this path. And when all of a sudden everything changed, our faith changed. And then we began to collapse like the rest of the world, which showed us our faith wasn't in God's word. It wasn't in him. It was in our routine. So what do we need to do as the world begins to race to reopen all the other things that are going on? Put your faith in his word. Get back in his word. What does God say about your life? What has God called you to do? What are his promises over your life? What is his promises that are going to take you forward? What do you believe in God for today? What are you focused on? What is coming out of your mouth? Because your faith is voice activated. As you do these things on a regular basis, you are establishing yourself, rooting yourself in the faith, in faith, in what you believe about God and what his word says. And as you come to know him and know how much he loves you, you hear me talk about this a lot on faith and morning, how much God loves you, how John 17 says God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. As you begin to focus on these things and repeat these things and read these things and think on these things, or as scripture, meditate on these things, imagine these things and mutter and roar these things again and again and again, you're digging deep. You're laying a solid foundation. Rooted. You know what Ephesians 3 said? You're becoming rooted and grounded in love. Too many of us haven't done the work to be rooted and grounded. So I encourage you, do the work today. Do it consistently. Build a house on a foundation that will withstand any storm. Dig deep. Uproot the things that need to be uprooted. And put your faith 
and your confidence and your trust in God who will never let you down, who will never leave you nor forsake you, who loves you and is on your side and gives you the victory. I love you so much. Have a great day. Join me tomorrow on Faith in the Morning and tomorrow night as we continue this topic during a midweek experience. God bless.